Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. There we are. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to this week's edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast on the appropriately named Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. What a big week for professional wrestling it is. Of course, we got Double or Nothing this weekend. We got the NXT pay-per-view coming up this weekend. And what we're going to be focusing on a majority of the time today, WWE Night of Champions Triple main events, SP3. You got three main events, which means you don't really have any main events, I guess, do you? We'll talk about that. Uh, We got, again, seven matches we're going to break down today. A lot of injury news we got to dive into today, including the future of the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Women's Strong title, which was created specifically for Mercedes Monet, and now... Uh, she's going to be out for a uh, a long time. AJ Styles had some interesting comments this week for the title that he could win this weekend. Really, just kind of digging uphill is this is you know this just trying to just dig uh, outward and just getting farther and farther down. WWE is it is as SP3 put it in our pre-show meeting a just comedy of errors uh, for this world heavyweight championship uh, coming right out of the gate here. But uh, we do want to uh, introduce our special guest first. As you guys know, for these pay-per-view prediction shows, we always like to bring in somebody to kind of shake things up a bit. And uh, today we got the big man himself from Cumulus Media, baby Huey, joining us from the West Coast. What's going on, sir? I'm good. How you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Legit. You guys are part of my my uh, podcast listening every single week. I love everything you guys do. So I'm uh, super excited to be here right now. Yeah, you sound it. Sound pumped. Uh, before we get <laughs> before we dive into everything, though, uh, you know, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Uh, kind of let them know who you are, what you cover and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I, I work here in San Francisco, as you said, Cumulus Media. Specifically, I'm the assistant program director for 107.7 The Bone, the big rock station here the in Bone. Bay. Yeah, The God, Bone. Radio station names are so dumb, but go ahead. Uh, we actually <laughs> talked about that privately the other day about our names. But uh, 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 but yeah, no, I've been here, wow, this August will be 18 years. So I started when I was a senior mm. at UC Berkeley. But yeah, I've been here for the last 18 years. Uh, worked my way up, but also producer for our morning show, Lamont Antonelli Heritage Morning Show here in San Francisco. But love it, man. Been here for, uh, yeah, as you said, long time. And then uh, was it, like, let's see, coming up on four years ago, I started my own wrestling podcast in The Click, which is uh, more or less it's on our station website. But uh, 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 Rick, as you know, I've been using that to cover a lot of the wrestling events as well. But even before I started the wrestling podcast, Rick, like you, I do all the wrestling interviews here at my radio station. Yeah. And so I was doing all these interviews for so long. I was like, I need my own dedicated podcast. So I launched that a few years ago. And uh, between doing the weekly reviews and interviews, it's been a, a lot of fun covering one of my favorite things in life, which is pro wrestling. I mean, we're let's be honest. Most of us are in this for the love of the game, right? So, you know, yeah, let's just 
let's just keep going strong on that. Uh, if you guys got comments, questions, concerns, get them into the chat. We'll try to answer them as uh, much as possible. Sam asking, will you guys be doing predictions for AE Double or Nothing? Yes. Later this week, uh, we will have a special guest announcement and a special show announcement. Uh, we're back to the good old days of doing two shows in one week this week. So we'll keep... Uh, Keep an eye on my Twitter page. Keep an eye on SP3's Twitter page. The handles are right there for those listening on the podcast feed at Rick Uccino and at True Heel SP3. Uh, we will let you guys know when and where you can check that out. Uh, again, before we uh, before we get uh, going here, SP3, a little uh, nugget of information for you. Were you aware that the NBA Finals are coming up? Were you aware of that nugget of information that the NBA Finals are going to be starting here soon? Did, did you know that? Miami Heat in six. <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. Already throwing dirt on the Celtics, which, you know, that's I mean, I mean, that series is over. <laughs> the only solace us Laker fans have is the fact that the Celtics are probably going to get swept as well tonight. The reason I'm bringing up basketball on a wrestling podcast, if you're new to the show, we would not be here right now without Bet Online. They are your number one source for all of your basketball information, news, scores, uh, odds, lines. They got everything. Latest player reports. So if you want to make some money, you want to make some money as uh, MCAS did. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. He said I thought he was thanking you for the money. He said SP3 is in it for the money. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we all in it for try to get some money. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very slick, Chase. All right, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a funny guy. I'm a very funny guy, punny in in certain circles. But anyway, uh, if you want to make some money off the uh, NBA Finals or you want to try to make some money off the NHL Finals, uh, Bet Online is your place for all the information you need. You need to do it. They also have UFC, boxing. Pretty sure you're going to be able to bet on WWE and AEW there this weekend as well. Head on over to the website today. That is BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device. Get the app. Download it, sign up today, use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you guys so much for uh, getting into the chat and joining us here. If you're uh, new to the program, uh, hit and you like what you hear, or if you like what you hear, period, hit that thumbs up for us. It really helps drive up our audience. Uh, also, if you're new and you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button as well. We're, we're inching ever closer to, to monetization. So every subscription helps. Uh, and we really, really appreciate all of your support. Uh, before we get into uh, Chase says, uh, Uncle Chase uh, believes in the Florida Panthers winning the chip. Go make that bet. Dude, the way they're playing right now, have they lost a game? Unbelievable the way that they're playing right now. But Regardless, before we dive into the actual predictions here, fellas, want to knock off a few big news stories uh, of the day, including one that could have some um, booking ramifications, SP3, ahead of next year's WrestleMania, obviously, but of what we might see later on this summer, maybe later on this fall, a match that WWE is considering putting on the books. Again, according to various reports. Cody Rhodes versus Gunther at WrestleMania 40 next year, potentially as the Raw main event for night one. Um, SP3, this could mean a couple of things. And if you're a fan of Cody Rhodes, there's the optimistic way of looking at this, and then there's the pessimistic way of looking at this, to where that could just mean that by WrestleMania 40 next year, 
Cody has already dethroned Roman Reigns, is the WWE Universal Champion, and is defending against Gunter, in which case he will be losing his second consecutive uh, WrestleMania main event. But regardless, he will have already dethroned Roman Reigns. He will have already had his moment and hopefully will have already had a fairly lengthy title reign. Um, or Cody ain't getting back to Roman Reigns any damn time soon. He ain't going to win money in the bank. And if he does use it, he ain't going to use it on Roman Reigns. And this match may be for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, obviously, nothing is set in stone. We're still like nine months out from that at this point. But uh, I do find this to be interesting if you like to read between the lines as I do. I mean, all this really tells me is that Gunther's going to beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> and then Cody's going to be him. For the World Heavyweight Championship. So, you, oh, so you think it's the other way around? Yep. Mm. Pretty much. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, look, again, a lot could change. A lot could happen. And look, if Cody wins, if Cody does beat Roman Reigns, I'm not sitting here and saying that he needs to have some six-month-to-a-year title run. I mean, I think we've all kind of been kind of burnt out on the lengthy title runs at yeah. this point. It's kind, it's one of the things that's going to hinder this card this weekend because you don't see a lot of champions dropping their, their belts. But I mean, you know, Huey, this is, this is interesting to me. Well, for me, I want to be optimistic. Like you said, I, I I'm uh, <laughs> imagining this scenario because I think Cody should win the WWE title. That's the lineage there. Yeah. His father, you know, held for a minute. So with that being said, I wonder if this is making Money in the Bank that much more impactful as far as Cody potentially winning Money in the Bank, cashing it in for a match with Roman at SummerSlam and then dethroning him there. And then Gotta call Cody, a shot. Yeah. yeah, then go for the second half of the year. It's all about Cody as WWE champion, which I, I would love. I love Cody and I would love to see him beat Roman. But I, to me, I feel like uh, Roman, as long of a title reign as he's had, I feel like you should drop that title at WrestleMania on the biggest stage. I don't know how I feel about Roman losing that hypothetically at SummerSlam. I know they try to make SummerSlam like WrestleMania 2.0, but I don't know if I want to see Roman drop that title at, at SummerSlam. I'd rather see that at the WrestleMania stage. So, But with this rumor, maybe they're just trying to get it done early. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Anthony says Cody ain't winning no damn championship. So he is full on pessimistic mode there. MCAS saying you guys know it's going to be Brock and Cody three at SummerSlam. Maybe potentially, probably most likely, um, depending, well, especially the dead giveaway being the angle that they shot this Monday. Uh, yesterday, we will get to that. Um, it has been a very unfortunate week uh, of injuries for women across multiple uh, companies. The the big one, Dakota Kai, suffering a uh, torn ACL in the same match that Liv Morgan was injured in on SmackDown uh, in that title defense. The report says that Dakota knew that Liv was injured and was trying to perform a move to protect her and ended up hurting herself even worse, which is just... Just damn gut-wrenching. I have been such a big fan of what Dakota Kai has been doing. Um, you know, wish her a, a speedy recovery. SP3, I don't think this really needs to derail anything that they've been doing with damage control. I think you can still continue the the divide and the the separation and the, you know, not being on the same page between Bailey and, and Dakota. 
or excuse me, Bailey and EO. And then when Dakota's ready to come back after that splits happen, she can maybe kind of pick sides. I don't think this really needs to derail anything, but this really does suck for both Dakota and Liv. And honestly, for those women's tag team titles after they had to be vacated and those things just continue to just have a string of bad luck. Yeah, I rewatched the uh, the spot in question where she does, they're doing like a doomsday double foot stomp and she's trying to avoid Liv's shoulder and immediately when she comes down, you just hear her cry out. It's kind of hard to even, mm. even watch knowing that's when the injury went down. So it's very sad to hear that and we're hoping that, you know, both Liv and Dakota have a speedy recovery, but should not change too much. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are always going to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. So hopefully they just get that done on Monday and don't try to prolong it even, even further. And as far as uh, EO and Bailey, they have been the story of this whole damage yeah. control, dissension, and split. So you can still get it done. And then you have a whole new chapter to kind of tell after they split up when Dakota comes back and what side she's going to choose. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Huey, when it comes to those women's tag team titles, Ronda and Shayna seem like the slam dunk. Um, I know that there is, Dave Meltzer keeps saying that there is a story that they want to tell uh, with Ronda and Shayna, and it may or may not be, you know, um, what's the word here, derailed here soon because Ronda's supposed to be taking time off this summer and she already had to take time off for the injury. Maybe this gives them a chance to kind of hit the fast forward on that, to go ahead and put the titles on them and they have a, a, a dominant run. Um, but man, I don't know what that does, right? Because until these injuries, the women's tag team division was as healthy as it's ever been. You actually have multiple options, six, seven tag teams. Mm -hmm. If they put the belts on, on Shayna and, and Ronda, and then they just run through them all. Like, I don't know. I don't know where that goes from that. Well, the, the fatal four way next week for those women's tag titles, it, it's, like Rhonda and Shayna are the hands down favorite. So yeah. I don't know anyone else in that, that match has a chance. I mean, maybe Raquel just cause from a size standpoint, but she's got a new tag team partner. Well, I guess a former tag team partner. If you look back on history with Shotzi, but they should not be the favorites because they're the the newest makeshift team thrown together. So Rhonda and Shayna should be the hands down favorite here and just let them win. The only other one I can maybe think is Sonya and, and Chelsea because that one makes sense to me. Yeah. And maybe I could see them winning and then Rhonda and, and Shanna go after them, but it's just heels versus heels at that point. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense. So I just, you know, maybe sometimes you gotta, yeah, as you said, fast forward a storyline here and just put the belt on Rhonda and Shayna, let them go on a, a big tear this summer and then figure out maybe a new baby face tag team to beat them down the road. That, that's their issue. That's their issue. It's almost like they need to turn Chelsea and Sonya babyface sooner mm -hmm. rather than later because they don't have any babyface tag teams with Raquel. That's why Raquel and Shotzi are randomly thrown together. It's like, we got to find another babyface tandem. Or here's an idea. You could actually do something with Candice and Indy. I don't know what Indy's health situation is. Maybe she's not ready to go yet after she, you know, hurt her ankle. But um, they had tag and Nikki. Candace and Nikki, yeah, that could that could make some make some sense, but they're doing their own thing and they're losing to Zoe Stark uh, right now. So I don't know. This one was also very unfortunate for a woman who was just absolutely on fire. We get the report today, SP3, that the the whole reason the women's strong title was introduced in New Japan Pro Wrestling was for uh, Mercedes Monet. She was supposed to beat 
Willow Nightingale to win that title over the weekend. Uh, she ends up hurting her ankle. And I think kudos to, to Mercedes for knowing that she was cooked and went ahead and made the call in the ring to go ahead and have Willow win that. I think that was a shocker to a lot of people that Willow won that title. Unfortunate circumstance, but hell, what could a win like that do uh, for, for Willow Nightingale? Obviously the, the biggest one for her career so far. Um, this was another one where I, unlike unlike the Dakota one, where I had to go back and realize when the injury happened, I immediately saw this one in in real time when in with the spot when they were both on the top rope and Mercedes brought her down onto the top rope on her neck. Mercedes drops from the top rope all the way down to the floor and she's immediately lipping afterwards. And mm. when she goes for the backstabber before the bank statement. It wasn't a backstabber. It was no. literally a zigzag. She didn't use her knees at all. And that's when I was like, oh, I think she's hurt. I think she's hurt. And then you can tell that I, I didn't really think Dave Meltzer needed to tell us that the New Japan Strong Women's <laughs> Championship was created for Mercedes Monet. That's like telling me, hey, hey, guys, the sun's out. It's, it's 12. It's 12 p.m. noon. The sun's out. Oh, thanks. Breaking I news. I kind of, I kind of saw that. I kind of realized that. Thank you, but thank you. I appreciate it for confirming it. Okay, cool. Uh, but yes, it was made for Mercedes Monet. Yes, she was supposed to win the championship, and yes, she made the call to put the title on Willow Nightingale. And also, the awkward finish where the referee evidently didn't get the memo that Mercedes gave Willow to hit your finisher and let's go home with this because the referee was like, oh, she kicked out. I'm just like, no, she didn't. She didn't kick out. So she had to hit the move again and get the job done. And it was shaping up to be a truly like amazing main event. Just the energy, the electricity of the crowd, just how that crowd was just so in love with Mercedes Monet. And you had Bo Katan in the crowd there for Mercedes to win the championship and she she had to let down the mandalorian unfortunately because mm. she got hurt but i mean i'm all happy for willow nightingale this is a huge opportunity for yeah. tony khan whether that be in ring of honor or aew to capitalize on this this is something yeah. that got thrown into your lap one of your stars just picked up the biggest win of of her career as she called it against the most prolific wrestler of her generation mercedes monet you need to capitalize on this whether it's willow defending the new japan strong women's championship on aew television whether it's at double or nothing Thing, whether it's at AEW Dynamite this week or next week, capitalize on it as soon as possible because Willow deserves this. There's, I don't think there's any more ultimate white meat baby face than Willow Nightingale in this world. Just someone that just puts a smile on your face and you need to capitalize because the push that she has got previously at AEW did not give us any clue that this was going to happen. But now yeah, it's in your no. lap. Take advantage. Yeah, somebody's misfortune is another person's opportunity, and this is Willow's opportunity. And she, look, she's fantastic a across the board. Crowd loves her. How can you not? She just comes down there with that energy and that smile. She's great in the ring. There's just some people you see them and you're like, I like you. Willow is that. <laughs> Willow is one of those people for uh, for sure. MCAS asking, uh, how long will Mercedes be out? Uh, maybe be back for all in. She, did she break her ankle? Was that confirmed? With a PW Insider reported it was a broken ankle. Usually with a broken ankle, it's going to be two to three months. Okay. So she's out the question for Forbidden Door. 
it's maybe a possibility for All In, but I'm going to say no. Uh, She'll probably be safer coming back uh, this fall. So unfortunately, a lot of big opportunities she's missing out for. And this is even bigger than just women's wrestling. There's been a whole bunch of injuries across the wrestling sphere. Taji Ishimori had a cervical uh, issue in the Best of the Super Juniors where he had to give up his last match. And that happened in a matchup as well where he did a Poison Rana and kind of landed awkwardly on his neck. And he's going to be out for for a period of time uh, a couple of other promotions in japan have gotten serious injuries aussie open who were the tag team of the year uh just had to give up the iwgp and new japan strong tag team titles so no aussie open versus uh ftr because mark davis just had surgery he's going to be out for six to eight weeks so it's been a injury bug going on throughout wrestling right now let's hope it stops right here and now, please, fingers crossed on that. Uh, SP3, as you know, and Huey, we'll get you involved here too as well. Um, AJ Styles is in a pretty big match this weekend, right? To crown a new world heavyweight champion. And uh, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of issues with how this title has been introduced. You already have uh, uh, much of the audience who is calling it a consolation prize you have had uh you have had michael cole on commentary say that the bloodline considers this a consolation prize now sp3 in actual real life you have one of the men who is fighting for the damn thing this weekend (sighs) we made a new title because roman reigns holds them all how can you argue it isn't secondary that was the headline i saw that you alerted me to by the way on fightful.com this week this is an interview i believe he did with the new york post aj styles here huey saying the the backstage thing out out loud here well it just sucks as a fan you see that and you're like oh man like it's already like lost before it's even like officially given to someone whoever wins it this weekend but the only I guess silver lining is maybe that's a guarantee that Seth Rollins is going to win it because he's the only one in the last few weeks who's been hyping it up that how much it means to him to win yes. this or, or yeah. it, it, it just, there's, there's value there for him. But uh, I, I'll say for my prediction part for, for where sure. maybe go with this. We'll but, get there very soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but it, it just, it just sucks that like the, the one half of one of the main events this weekend is already kind of crapping on it already. So it, maybe that's just, guarantees that Seth is going to win it. See, well, here and here's my thing, right? I actually appreciate as an interviewer, all right, which there are several on this channel that you can check out. Uh, my interview with the Viking Raiders that I dumped here that we did at WrestleMania weekend uh, has done very well. Appreciate the, all the support. Uh, make sure to check that video out. Thumbs up, like it. We're going to have more coming. Hit that subscribe button, right? Um, as an interviewer, I appreciate AJ Styles' honesty. I, I I really do, right? Like, as, as you guys know, if you're interviewing somebody, whether it's K, kayfabe, obviously it's bullshit, but yeah. if they are talking to you, you can tell when somebody really wants to say something else and when they really believe what is coming out of their mouth and instead of just giving you, like, that that company line and, you know, just agreeing with it because they they know they want to play it smart and not give the headlines... AJ Styles don't give a crap, SP3. He he obviously will say whatever's on his mind. I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the candor. Um, I'll, I'll say this much, right? Because Seth Rollins, even with him being away shooting a film, 
did a fantastic sit-down interview with Corey Graves in person, did a great job selling this world championship, tried to make it feel like something, and then I see AJ, as much as I appreciate him, as much as I, I love him as a performer, he goes out and he does this interview with the New York Post, and I can't help and sit here and go, they should have done Edge. They should have Edge <laughs> in this match going up against Seth Rollins. That was the story. It was right there. You're sitting here telling me if Edge gets that question in an interview with the New York Post, he's not going to immediately go back to what that title means to him, a title that he has won several times. Maybe not that exact championship, but a world heavyweight championship, the exact same name, the old big gold, something that absolutely means something to him. The title that he had to relinquish, he never lost it. That's the story you could have told on the SmackDown side, the past. Then you have the future and Seth Rollins talking about how he wants to build something to carry the industry forward with the World Heavyweight Championship. That, that is a match that sells itself and starts building importance around the World Heavyweight title. Instead, you have Seth doing his thing. You got AJ. Yeah, how can you not consider it secondary? You know, we what we got to do here, SP3, what we got to do here is whoever gets it, we got to bust our butt and beat everybody, but it still ain't going to be nothing until we beat Roman Reigns. So hopefully he challenges it for it, and then we can beat the brakes off of him. You ain't winning this damn title because there's no way you just would create a mountain that high that you yourself would have to climb. Like You are throwing gasoline on the fire of every internet blogger and keyboard warrior out there, SP3. This was not a smart statement, though I do appreciate the honesty. Um, so you got to understand, people watching, Huey, is that I told Rick this. <laughs> on the day after the title was created, I was like, this is the third world title. This is a consolation prize. And literally everything I said has been said on TV since then. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, I haven't been this happy to be proven right since I said Rhea Ripley should have picked Bianca Belair. And here we are where the Raw Women's Championship is on SmackDown. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on, it's on Raw. Like, I've been, I've been the WWE. This is why I love WWE. is because I've grown to know it. I'm no longer a fan. I just know what I I know what to expect from WWE that I like I I can't even view myself as a fan of it. I, we're like we're like in a marriage. I mean, sometimes I love you, but sometimes I just know you. <laughs> That's how it is. And sometimes WWE. I want to strangle your ass. Like <laughs> you're finishing each other's sentences already. <laughs> sometimes like I that. just need to take a break from you so I don't get brought up on murder charges. Like that's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. It's gonna be all right. Gonna be I'll see you in the morning. Love you, honey. No, I'm, I'm gonna see you in the morning. But yes, this is the, uh, WWE. I love you for proving me right because you just do so. That's all I got to say. I, I thank you, AJ Styles. Thank you for proving me right. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's the other thing, right? It's like they introduced the title. And all Triple H had to do was say, Roman Reigns and his WWE Universal Championship are exclusive to SmackDown now. The USA executives have said, 
we want a world champion on our show. Here's the world heavyweight title. People would have called it dumb, lazy, boring. They still would have ripped it to shreds. It would have been a lot better than how they presented it. And the problem has been is that they have then now stepped on a landmine every single week with this world heavyweight championship that's supposed to mean something. And I got a feeling. Yeah, go ahead. Mind mind you, though, Roman Reigns was supposed to be drafted exclusively to SmackDown. Yet he's going for a title that will be featured on both SmackDown and Raw. (laughs) What was the point? What was the point? Look, Roman's Roman's brand is SmackDown, unless he carries the tag team titles, which allows you to opens the door to go to whatever brand you want. That's a simple rule. I totally understand it. The second Sammy and KO lose those titles, they're exclusive to Monday Night Raw. They are no longer allowed through the door. Those tag team titles, women's and men's, are your ticket to both shows. I'm fine with that being a rule, and I'm glad they substantiated that as a rule. Now, here, SP3. There's one more landmine, unfortunately, that I think WWE is getting ready to step in with this World Heavyweight Championship. And it's the fact that they are now advertising a triple main event for Night of Champions. This World Heavyweight title is not closing the show. The World Heavyweight Championship match that they built the entire pay-per-view around, that they scrapped the King and Queen of the Ring tournaments for, my hunch is... It ain't closing the show because Triple H looked at his roster and go, yeah, this really should close. But how does Cody and Brock not main event after they just main evented Backlash? That's our big rematch. That should close the show. But wait, Roman's our biggest attraction. He's our biggest star. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, tag team title. That's our best story going on right now. That should close the show. I got it. They're all main events. It doesn't matter where the hell they are on the card. Everything is the main event. That is why we're getting the triple main event. What actually goes on last? It's going to be what always has gone on last. Roman Reigns tag team title match. That's probably what's going to go on last. Uh, But they are doing this to save some face for a world heavyweight championship. Just another shot to the nuts. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the match that opens the damn show. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised either. It's like which Oprah. is why, you which is why, <laughs> which is why this is the match we're going to kick off with <laughs> as we now get into our predictions. It is for the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, one man who this title means the world to, and the other guys who's just like, eh, whatever, here we go. Uh, from a logistical standpoint, uh, Huey, and this is something that SP3 and I have talked about um, mm-hmm. ad nauseum over the last few weeks, I don't know how you have... AJ Styles win this championship because AJ Styles is part of a group that was collectively drafted to SmackDown. Um, They established that this is a raw title for ratings purposes. They decided to include SmackDown superstars in this. And so if AJ Styles wins it, he moves over to Monday night raw. Okay. What then happens to the rest of the OC, which you literally took off television because AJ Styles was injured? You just brought them all back. Does AJ now winning the title means the entire OC moves over? Do they have to make a trade somehow? Do they have to do some other wonky? There's so much red tape with AJ Styles winning this title. It almost feels dumb to put it on him. 
but this is just the kind of thing that I feel like WWE would do to swerve everybody. Here's the big swerve. Oh, it's Seth Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. He's the heavy betting favorite. Oh, you didn't see that coming. What are they going to do? We got a SmackDown superstar with Raw's championship. It's anarchy. That said, Seth Rollins is winning this damn match. What do you think, Huey? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, Seth Rollins should be winning this, considering the video packages that were all pumping him up and how much he wants this. And this is, what, his third opportunity going. He's going to be in the, the the match that decides a new champion, going back to you won the first NXT Universal title, and now yeah. this one. But the only way I could see AJ Styles potentially winning this is if he wins it, Goes to Raw, takes the OC with them, and then I think maybe a trade happens for SmackDown. And that's where it goes back to the draft. When I saw Cody get drafted to Raw, I'm like, oh, man, I wish he was on SmackDown to go finish his story, go follow Roman Reigns. So maybe, hypothetically, they could do a situation, a trade, where where AJ goes to Raw, brings OC, and then SmackDown's like, hey, we need something in return. So maybe you can draft Cody and go over there. But then, so that way he could be on the same brand as Roman Reigns. Maybe he can still then be Money in the Bank, win Money in the Bank, challenge Roman still. Sure. Or that That's the only reason I could see AJ win if there's some trade involved down the road for this. But other than that, I'm with you, though, as far as the build. While I've been enjoying these video packages for Seth to make up for him not being there, he's filming off, you know, Captain America. I'm with you, though. I wish Edge was in this main or this match with him because... They could have done the similar video packages for for Edge on SmackDown because I feel like they haven't done enough to build up AJ. Look, look, all they had to do, right, was have Edge cut a couple of promos where Rollins, the first damn night, remember the first night that they introduced that World Heavyweight Championship, Rollins got on the mic and chastised Roman Reigns for being a part-time champion. All Edge would have had to have done was get on a microphone and and just call him out for the hypocrite that he is, saying, you want to cut that promo on Roman Reigns, and then you're going to take two weeks off ahead of this World Heavyweight Championship match? The hypocrisy. Edge could have done wonders with that. Yep. Instead, we're getting, instead, what they've done on SmackDown is set up AJ Styles' next two programs. Yeah. He's Tracy already Waller, got his yeah. next two matches set up. This match is so obvious that it's being that it's, that it's Seth Rollins that I almost want to put money on AJ Styles because it's like somebody's going to make a last second decision to 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 screw this up SP3. This matchup is almost as telegraphed as Seth Rollins winning the NXT championship back in <laughs> 20, 2012 where he, he versus Jinder Mahal in the in the finals and it was quite obvious they were building this new brand around Seth Rollins and yeah like you said uh Rick they have done nothing to make you even believe that AJ Styles has a chance and I know Huey came up with a very creative uh you know trade for SmackDown but they have said nothing about that they said whoever wins this world championship if you're from SmackDown you're moving over to Raw they have said nothing about the OC being attached to AJ Styles they said nothing about SmackDown getting something in return they said nothing about that so mm -hmm. even if they do pull the swerve i think it is a lot more likely that aj styles and the oc go to monday night raw and smackdown gets nothing in return that's them it. doing a trade I did Waste that the draft like, pick. that's it that's it Waste oh, the draft also also now aj is heel uh seth can chase him all perfect all fine and dandy the right thing to do 
have Seth Rollins wins. I don't think this is the opener of the show because I would hate to be the rest of the card and have to follow this matchup. I think it's going to be in the middle of the show. So it has some space out from Roman main eventing, but I think this is going to be a great matchup. Seth Rollins wins. Yeah. And that's the other thing we can criticize the build until the end of time. I totally understand why this match was put on this card because this match is going to bang. This match is going to be spectacular. Like, I can't believe like I'm this upset that I get to watch AJ Styles and Seth Rollins do what they do, right? Like, it's, it's, I may know the destination, but the ride getting there should be utterly fantastic. So I'm just going to sit back and try to enjoy it. Uh, regardless of where these two fall on the card, unless by some miracle, this is the main event, I do know what match is going to be following at SP3. It's, it's going to be this one. It's going to be Rhea Ripley defending her SmackDown Women's Championship as a Raw superstar against fellow Raw superstar uh, Natalia. I, I, guys, I, I, I don't have much to say about this one. Uh, this is a match that was made official last night. Natalia was not even on the go-home show that I saw. Uh, this was Rhea cutting, cutting in on Apollo Crews' promo to issue a challenge uh, to, to Natalia. Rhea says she's going to end Natty's career. Natty's on Twitter talking about, I know I've never been the favorite, but I'm going to give you everything I got this week. I respect the hell out of Natalia, but respectfully, I say she's going to get her ass whooped this weekend. This is, this is just Rhea's next stepping stone until Becky Lynch is available. This just feels like, uh, uh, was it Ronda versus Shotzi back in Survivor Series where it was just like, you knew hands down Ronda was going to win. And, you know, Shotzi had no shot at winning this. And I feel bad. I'm with you. I'm a big fan of Natty. But it just sucks that she has to go to Twitter to kind of cut her own promo yeah, because uh, she was on Raw last night. So she cuts this very compelling video. But it just sucks that it's on Twitter to to kind of add some heat to this match here. But yeah, I'm with you. Hands down, Rhea's going to win. It's just a stepping stone, just a filler opponent for this show before we get to something maybe bigger for, you know, towards SummerSlam, Money in the Bank SummerSlam season. Yeah, and look, that's, kudos to her for doing that too, by the way, because the smart ones do. They, they get out there and they try to add some depth to the story because look, uh, despite all of WWE shortcomings with storytelling sometimes, there's only so much TV time, so it's it is hard to get everything in on a week to week basis. So you see smart ones like Natalia and Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, who got cut off by Brock Lesnar last night, going to social media to give his spiel. We'll get to that match coming up here soon. Um, but hey, they, they, they try. They do their best to add some depth to these stories where it might be lacking with the on screen product. And it rewards the the people who who follow these superstars. But uh, SP3, there's there is not a, a chance in hell that Natalia wins this belt. Rhea Ripley wins. But can we put up that graphic one more time? I already know what you're going to point out. I already know. I already know. <laughs> Natalia looks scary. I'm sorry. She oh, looks, is... yo, look at this. No, look at this smile. Like if you if we were able to zoom in on this picture, it looks like <laughs> it looks like freaking a goosebumps dummy. Like, oh my god, that smile. That smile. It was haunting. It was haunting when you took up when you took off this graphic. I, that's why I had that face because I was legitimately scared. What is going no. on there? Natalia's beautiful. But this picture is not becoming of her. It's it, it's the shadowing on the eyes too, and the the like the shadow on the eyes. I see what you're saying. It it makes the eyes pop, but it kind of makes them look like they're just concave in her head. And then yes. you know, uh, 
And then the teeth are so white that yes. they, they shine bright. So, I mean, it, Photoshop sucks, man. But the Photoshop across the board sucks on all of these women's graphics, by the way, because you will notice they have gone in and colored in all of the skin. All of the skin uh, from the neck down for all of the women. You can you can see it on uh, Rhea from the you know the mommy choker down and uh, Natty on her arms. And believe me, it only gets worse. Wait till you see Trish Stratus's graphic later that, on. That's a good shout by Chase in the trash. She does look like an AI bot. She she looks like the <laughs> she looks like she's smiling like uh, freaking freaking the mom from Umbrella Academy. Has it? Well, has anybody seen surrogates? She looks like Natalia's like surrogate, that Bruce Willis movie where everybody just kind of lives in their rooms and they send these fancy schmancy robots out. That's that's what Natalia kind of looks like with that bad, uh, really bad Photoshop there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley wins across the board. How about our Intercontinental Championship match? Gunter, who is just marching unimpeded toward Honky Tonk Man's record of 462 days is that what it was sp3 i think that's what it was it, it was up there but uh he's getting there he'd have to hold on to the title well past SummerSlam. um this is a great spot for mustafa ali i think he's going to go out there he's going to give a valiant effort he is going to put on a hell of a show but at the end of the day he is going to get smacked out of midair like a bug on a windshield on the highway this he is going to get decimated at some point in this match it's a nice little boost for him but if you had any hope for Mustafa Ali winning this matchup, just look at how they treated him last night, where all of a sudden his positive Ali persona just faded away as facade, and he was getting ready to cut a babyface sympathetic promo, and then Brock Lesnar basically told him to F off, and like, this is my <laughs> segment now, and let's move forward. And, and then he doesn't, did he get involved in the main event last night? How hard would it have been to get Mustafa Ali involved and do something, some kind of an exchange with Gunther to help KO Sammy and, and Matt Riddle? Hell, Ali probably should have been the partner instead of Matt Riddle. That would have made some sense, right? They don't even do that. Gunther's winning this one hands down, SP3. Gunther is going to chop uh, Mustafa Ali to death. <laughs> I mean, that's all that's going to happen here. I think at this point, we're just going to just have a counter for every time uh, uh, Gunther chops him. But yeah, no, I just feel bad for Ali because I know he's been kind of like hit or miss as far as TV time over the last couple of years and bad creative over the last couple of years. And so for me, I was like, I was kind of excited. I was like, okay, he won the Battle Royal a couple weeks ago. It's all right. They're maybe going to give him a little push now. But now I feel like it's just a one and done. I mean, the fact that him and Gunther have never like really on screen done anything to add to this match emotionally, I can't care about it. So yeah. the only thing I'm looking forward to is yeah, just seeing Gunther beat the crap out of him at this point. Like there, there's a huge part of me, right? Like I would say 95 percent of me wants to see Ali go out there and 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 give it a ride, give it a go, and not have this be like a a Brock Lesnar ricochet type situation, right? Like I want him to go out there and maybe get a couple of near falls, try to sneak it out, do whatever he's got to do. Like I said, put on a valiant effort and a good show. But there's about 5% of me that wants him to step up to Gunther, show him he's not afraid, start talking trash, get the soul chopped out of his body, just one swoosh, he hits the mat, 
Gunther pins him and it's done. Just just one big, like the giant hand from Jackass just comes down and squashes Mustafa Ali. Part of me thinks that would be objectively hilarious if they did that. But please don't do Ali like that. Please don't listen to me. WWE, I'm saying this one time. Do not listen to me. The second of our women's championship matches that make absolutely no sense. Bianca Belair will look to continue her run toward Trish Stratus's record as the longest reigning women's champion of modern wrestling history. She's about, I think, 20 days or so shy of doing that right now, which may be why she still has the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, she is going up against Asuka in a rematch from WrestleMania 39. I think this is... Look, I'll say this much. Of the... Of the Women's championships. Bianca has a much better chance of losing her title, Huey, than uh, than Rhea Ripley does. But I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I genuinely, I would put this at maybe a 5% chance that Asuka walks out with this. Unless, unless they realize that Bianca Belair dropping her title in a uh, ending this reign which has meant a lot to a lot of wrestling fans and which is very historically significant for black athletes in WWE specifically, like they can't end this on a title swap, which is why they haven't done it. If they were going to do it, I think they would have done it already. Do they have Asuka cheat like hell, use the mist, shock the world, beat Bianca Belair to end her reign, and then they have Asuka and Rhea do the swip swap to kind of lighten the blow of what would have been ending Bianca's historic run on a title swap. I can see that. But the, the other thing I, while I'm leaning towards Bianca, just winning is just adding, you know, longer extending her title reign. But for me, I feel like very much like Roman Reigns. I feel like if Bianca is going to lose this title from a record breaking title reign, it should be done on a big stage, like a SummerSlam or WrestleMania. So I feel like, Doing it here at Night of Champions, losing it wouldn't make sense or wouldn't just have as much of an impact of whoever wins that title and gets put over with it. Um, I, I love Asuka. I would love to see her win it here, but I just don't see Bianca losing it right now. I feel like if she's going to win, she does lose it, it needs to be on a bigger stage. So I, I just, I know that they, they probably think, okay, her and Asuka have great chemistry together. I will admit, I think the build for this match is much better for the rest compared to the WrestleMania match. That's here. not a high bar. That's not I a high I know, bar. I know, at exactly. All. Not but, even close. But it's. Uh, uh, You'd have to bury that bar underground. <laughs> To start, yes, no, but they didn't I'm, even I'm, have a build to their WrestleMania match. They just stared at each other and pointed at a sign for four weeks. Yes, exactly. But that, that's my thing. It's just at least here, it's been a little bit more. Uh, uh, I've been emotionally been able to get more caught up in and be like, okay, like Oscar might have a chance. She's been using the mist a couple weeks ago in her face, and Bianca sold the hell out of that. Like her eyes were burning, but. I don't know. I just, I don't see Bianca losing this title at night of champions, but I was going to ask you real quick. So do you think you need to have Bianca lose to someone else to do the title swap? Would you be down for if I know there's rumors of them renaming the titles? Do you think are, are those actually rumors or is that just, you know, you seeing me scream that that's what they should do on social media? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's actual rumors uh, that they're going to rebrand the titles, but I have been on that bandwagon from the get-go to avoid situations like this uh, moving forward. I just think it's better to do a, a rename of a title when someone 
wins it. So it's like part of the, the, the celebration of them winning that title in the process and be like, oh, by the way, since you won this, we're now going to call it this. So that's the only reason why I could see maybe they're holding on to Bianca being Raw champion on SmackDown until when she, if she loses it to someone, then that's what do the name change at that point. I, I, there's just, maybe it's the OCD in me. I don't know, but I, I hate, I can't stand the fact that the SmackDown women's champion is on raw and the raw women's champion is on SmackDown. It makes no godly sense whatsoever. It drives me crazy that they have let this go on for a month now, SP three, and they have not even had a peep of what they may want to do, which may mean they had not decided what they want to do. SP three. Yep. <laughs> the, <clears throat> the triple H the triple H special I, I said it once I'll say it again triple H is good at a couple of things but one thing he ain't good at is solving this man problems he creates more problems so he thinks his solution to no belt swap is not addressing at all now as far as this matchup uh Bianca Belair is gonna win Bianca wins, LOL. Uh, they, they, they did a heel turn for Asuka. She still got cheered on SmackDown this week. So yeah. it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're just spinning our wheels. I do agree. This has been a lot better than the uh, WrestleMania build. But that is like saying unseasoned food is better than dog food. I mean... <laughs> I mean, if we're Jesus talking about, God. I mean, if we're talking about Blue Buffalo here, though, that's a competition. You know, it nah, depends on I mean, what. <laughs> it depends it's pretty on the close. It's, it's pretty close. <laughs> I mean, some people really like dog food, so that's what I said. It's not that much of a difference, but it's at least better. It's at least human food. Um, but yeah, here we are. Bianca wins. And I think the, the biggest indictment of WWE is the fact that these three matches in the world that have very predictable winners of Rhea, Gunther, and Bianca, they put it all on one graphic. They ain't even waste their time <laughs> on Raw this week to put it on separate graphics. They just like, oh, these three matches is happening where you all know the winners of each of these. We we have our three huge main events. Oh, and this shit's going on too. <laughs> That's the other thing that, that drives me crazy. 45% of our matches are the main event, which means these other four ain't shit. <laughs> That's what that screams to me. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, but I'll say this much. Maybe this is their plan, though, is to just have Bianca keep winning and winning and winning and winning because they want fans to get sick of her because you got those rumors that hey they're they they want to turn her and the street profits heel at some point which you can sign me up for honestly you uh, montez and angelo heel serious give them a big push because you know whenever they do a heel turn unless it's oscar they're going to give them a big push sign me up but, for that but let it be organic but people have to realize if that happens that means that we're probably not going to get Rhea and Bianca anytime soon because Rhea is thriving in a heel faction, despite the fans responding to her very positively. Yeah, she's, she's a face. In, she's thriving in a heel faction standing next to Dominic Mysterio. And that's a lot of the source. People thought it was all Ray, but no, a lot of the source of Dom's heat is the fact he's standing next to Rhea Ripley. So yeah. she needs to stick with that for a little while longer. So by turning Bianca heel, that means this match matchup where everybody was like don't worry they didn't do it at wrestlemania 39 they're building to the bigger matchup at wrestlemania 40 it that would be me i said happen. that that, that was they verbatim what i said and it probably ain't gonna happen if bianca and street profits turn heel 
Well, as they say, time will tell. We got to hurry up here. We got three more matches to get into, and these ones are ones I'm I'm really looking forward to. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, a match that I I didn't think this was going to be freaking happening. They're going to be on a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. Believe it or not, it's happening. No swerve, no nothing. Um, and believe me, I've seen the results from SmackDown. Nothing is changing this match from going down this weekend in Saudi Arabia. They have a chance here, Huey, to get their final revenge on Roman Reigns, or Roman will just continue to be the Thanos that he is and add two more championship belts to his infinity gauntlet. Who wins? I, my heart is saying Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. They, they need to win. They just won the titles. It feels like, you know, barely a couple months ago, and they haven't really done did, anything yeah. yet. And I, and I want them to have a, 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 a compelling story outside the bloodline. I want them to have a good lengthy title reign that means something, but I want them to do something different, brand new, fresh over on raw with some fresh opponents. So hopefully this is like the last final match between, you know, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, the, you know, them versus the bloodline. I, I think the element of the, the the wild card of the Usos is the big takeaway here. I know it was yeah. Paul Heyman last night, you know, his promo opening segment there said the Usos are going to be watching from home, but we all know they're going to be over there. They're going to get involved. They're going to do something that costs Roman and Solo the, the match here and let the Sam and Kevin retain. But my question is, would they actually let Roman get, Get pinned. I, I, I'm trying to figure out out of oh, Solo and Roman who, who gets pinned. Solo's eating it. Solo okay. is eating it for sure. The only reason I think maybe Roman that way, Sammy be the one to pin him and get a make good for Elimination Chamber. But I, I, I highly doubt that. I know Roman he would have to eat so much. Like you would have to have the biggest ref bump in history, yes, right? Yes. Because this isn't no holds barred. So you'd yeah. have to have the biggest ref bump in his, I'm talking like an AEW level ref bump, <laughs> early day AEW yeah, ref yeah. bump uh, to go down. Like dude just got shoved in the corner. He's like, oh, 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 and he just falls out and he's dead, right? You'd have to have that much time and a full-fledged Uso FU baby face turn where they super kick Roman Reigns 10 times hit him with a splash, KO picks up his lifeless body, gives him a pop-up powerbomb, props him up in the corner, and Sami Zayn hits not one, not two, but three Haluva kicks, and then Roman still may kick out of that shit. Solo Sokoa and a is stunner. Solo Sokoa is taking the pinfall here. I think the Usos are going to get involved. That's the story. If the rumors are true that you're talking Roman and Solo versus the Usos at uh, Money in the Bank, you don't need that to be for the tag team titles. I don't want to take these titles off of uh, KO and Sammy. I wouldn't even mind if they have a short reign. Just put them on another tag team because you have so many tag teams that are just waiting for their opportunities to be in title programs right now. Putting them on Roman and not having them be defended, just like the WWE Universal title, that ain't the, that ain't the ticket. That ain't the shot. Sammy and KO are going to win this, but there's going to be a whole lot of bullshit. SP3 and Solo's eating the pin. Yeah, Solo takes the pin because this is not, this is one of the rare occasions that this is not a PR move for WWE. This is a PR move for Saudi Arabia. 
They are they have done this yeah. whole thing to you know play you know play nice with Syria so they could tell Syria here and be like, see, the biggest Syrian star in WWE just won the main event of Night of Champions. It's gonna be all over the newspapers in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia makes good with Syria, Syria, Saudi Arabia coming together in the form of Sami Zayn getting the pinfall in the main event of Night of Champions. Yep. I, I, I think that's the move to make 100%. Um, man, SP3, I feel like at some point, a lot of times, honestly, throughout the course of this program, we have talked about how we wished that we had more high-profile women's feuds that were not centered around championships. And now all of a sudden, Triple H pops out of, a, pops out of the bottle. Genie, wish be granted, because the most intriguing and most the best-booked match this weekend is not for a women's championship of the women's matches. It is Trish Stratus one-on-one. Look at that bad edit, that that undershirt that they have put on Trish Stratus on her graphic here. Um, but it is Trish Stratus going up against Becky Lynch. I thought these two had a really, really great promo exchange last night. Um, they rewarded fans for being uh, historians of the product. And Becky Lynch with one of the all-time great Closeout lines of a promo that I have heard in some time. Welcome to the big time bitch. Woof, woof. Um, this one to me is a coin flip because uh, I feel like there's going to be a second match between these two, potentially even a third. So this may go the Cody Brock route here. I feel like Trish is going to find a way to get the job done. She's going to screw Becky over in some way, shape or form. This one's close but this is just the first of what I think is going to be a series of matches between these two. I will say Trish wins, but you could talk me into Becky SP three. You can't talk me into Becky. Trish has to win. Like, what are we doing here? If Trish is not winning, did we just do all this buildup for one match in Saudi Arabia? Becky wins and then she can just get after Rhea Ripley. No, they're going to save that for SummerSlam or they should save that. They for should SummerSlam or they should save that for next year's WrestleMania because Becky is the big opponent on Monday Night Raw. This is a feud to keep her busy that's still in a high profile. And Trish has not won a singles match, ladies and gentlemen, in this decade. So let's have Trish Stratus win a damn singles match, please, so we can make this a program. Doesn't have to be clean, Huey. Yeah, and no, I'm with you. I, I think as Trish is a heel, she can easily cheat to win. And I'm with you. SB3 as far as to extend this rivalry because I know the initial reports of this rumor matchup was it was going to go all the way through or to SummerSlam and it's like okay they're starting a little bit early now so it's like okay how are they going to keep Becky busy up until SummerSlam season mm. so this makes sense that this could be the first of a couple matches between the two so I could see the rematch happening at Money in the Bank so yeah let Trish win here use heel tactics to win and keep Becky busy. Cause we know she's destined to be in that main event scene, the title picture over on raw. Actually, I'm changing my pick because I know exactly what's going to happen. Becky is going to win this Saturday. Okay. Trish is going to go away. Becky is going to compete in the money in the bank ladder match. And in true Becky Lynch fashion, she will be having her hands on the damn briefcase and someone's going to shove her off of that damn ladder. It is going to be Trish Stratus who shoves her off that ladder and hence sets up the second match at SummerSlam. Our, what I think is going to close the show. Boy, SP3, there was a big 
corner of the internet that said, nah, man, Cody needs to go through some adversity to win the WWE Universal Championship. And WWE was like, you know what? Bet it wasn't enough that that man had to go through a Hell in a Cell match with a torn peck. Now he is supposed to fight Brock Lesnar this weekend with a broken arm. This thing, although I did like the the close of the show last night with him and Triple H sitting down, I thought that was really cool. Um, but this this is just the ultimate. I can't believe I'm saying this. Protect Cody in a loss against Brock Lesnar, like. That's where they that's what gives me hope for Cody's futures. They want Cody to lose to Brock, but they don't want him to lose clean to Brock. They want him to have something to lean on. Don't lean on a broken arm. I don't recommend it. But this to me signifies that Brock Lesnar, valiant effort by Cody, is going to win. He's going to beat Cody. He's going to murder Cody Rhodes in Saudi Arabia. And then the Phoenix will rise or the Eagle will rise from the ashes and these two will face off again, probably at SummerSlam. I think that this is the most unpredictable match of the show because of that whole angle that they did that. Yeah. I can realistically see Cody being their new John Cena and overcoming the broken arm beating Brock Lesnar. And I think it's more likely Rick's booking for Trish and Becky that Brock loses here again and then screws Cody in money in the bank to set up a third match at SummerSlam, and then you just have Cody redo his whole booking with Seth, where he beats a main star three times (laughs) in a row. That's that's what they they know how to do. They know a couple of things to do with Cody. Him beat a a top star three times, his daddy is Dusty Rhodes, and he wrestles injured. Those are the three things they know best about Cody Rhodes, and I think they're going to hit the three trifecta, possibly. But for now, I will say Brock Lesnar gets the win. So it's 1-1 going into presumably a third match, either at SummerSlam or maybe even possibly to keep Cody out of the money in the bank completely and yeah. he versus Brock in uh, in the UK. Yeah. Uh, Ace, this is the one thing they can't do. Cody cannot tap no matter what. He cannot quit. He will lose, whether it's right or not, he will lose credibility with a large portion of the audience, if he taps out to Brock Lesnar, broken arm or not. If Brock locks in the Kimura lock and he can't go anywhere, ref stoppage. The ref quit the match, not Cody. This is also kicking off the show, guys, because Brock Brock's going to want that jet back. He's going to come to the back and be like, fuel up the jet. I'm on my way out. (laughs) Huey, what do you think? I, I, I love Cody. I don't want to see him lose, but in this situation, I, I could see with the broken arm, that could be the reasoning why it protects him to lose here. So I could see Brock winning. However, I will be disappointed if Cody does not come out to the ring with a cast on, just like his dad when the four horsemen took out Dusty Rhodes' arm back in the 80s. So I, when I saw Brock with that empty keg uh, uh, hit Cody's arm last night, I was like, oh man, they're breaking his arm. They better put a cast on him. I want that just, just so he can just have a similar story, just like his dad with the cast for the broken arm. Um, but I'm still just questioning with all the Triple H stuff, though, at the end of that show. I, my, my only concern, if Cody wins here, people are going to be like, oh, my God, this guy wins everything. And they might start turning on him, very similar to what happened to him in AEW. So, I mean, I know it's a whole bigger conversation there. But I'm just concerned if Cody wins here, people are going to, like, 
start rolling their eyes like, oh my God, here we go. Another baby face who just, you know, beats everyone. So I, I for Cody's sake, it might be better if he loses here and then you can have a, a rematch, uh, the third rubber match at some point this summer. See, this is why, and I know we need to wrap up here, but this this is why, like, I wanted Cody and Bra- Cody and Roman on the same brand is so that you could set it up to where they have their world title match very easily. They have their rematch at SummerSlam because they're both members of the SmackDown roster. And Cody finally wins, right? He finally beats the game. He knocks off Roman. This historic championship reign is done. Fireworks are going off. Pyro's going off. The crowd's going nuts. He's crying. He's in the middle of the ring. He did it for Dusty. He's pointing up to the sky. And then whomever that son of a bitch was who won the Money in the Bank briefcase comes up from behind him, smacks him in the back of the head with it, and beats him for it right then and there. There is your, we ain't turning on Cody because everybody's like, you mother effers, you finally give it to him, and then you take it right away. That's the booking I would have done, personally. Very reminiscent of uh, SummerSlam 2013 with Brian Danielson when uh, he beat John Cena and then the authority turned on him, was created with Randy Orton cashing in money in the bank. That I would love to see that too, but I will also say, as someone who did predict here on this channel that Roman (laughs) Reigns would beat Cody Rhodes and get to a thousand days that he Mm. will on day 1000. That should be the real name of the show, not night of champions. (laughs) I will also say though, this Brock Cody feud and this matchup would be a lot more interesting. If it was for the title, it would be a lot more interesting and you wouldn't lose anything from this show because Roman's going after a different title. Yeah. Roman could have just put more emphasis like oh you guys losing the tag team titles set me up to lose on day two he could have blamed it all on the Usos therefore him and Solo go after the tag team titles and he's like I'm gonna bring that first back before I get back at Cody he could have you could have just done the same thing yeah I I will say this I will push back against those um who complain about Brock not explaining his actions, right? That's the biggest complaint that I've gotten about the Cody and Brock storyline. Here's all you need to know. Whatever Brock's actual motive is for attacking Cody Rhodes, who cares? Brock Lesnar does what he wants, when he wants. And I'm going to go back to a line that was said in one of my favorite movies circa 1996. It's scarier when there's no motive. Scream, by the way. Great franchise. Love the sixth one. Brock Lesnar doing whatever the hell he wants just because he wants to. Maybe he, maybe that's it. Maybe he just wanted to kick Cody Rhodes' ass for no reason. That's all the motive Brock Lesnar leads. I don't need an explanation from Brock Lesnar. Real quick, what do you guys think about the whole segment with Triple H last night and Cody? How you read into that? I think it was just cool, kind of like Triple H kind of giving him the the rub there a little bit. I think that was kind of a, you know, let's buy, let bygones be bygones kind of a thing where it's like, Hey, I do care about you. You're a valued performer. You've shown how tough you are. Let's you're my golden goose. Let's not risk your health further. I, that's what I kind of read into that was kind of him putting Cody over. Like you don't have to prove anything to anybody, especially me. Okay. You've already shown me. That's how I looked into it. Do you see on Twitter everyone saying, oh, what if it's a swerve and Triple H hired Brock to take out Cody and we're going to get uh, Cody and Triple H very much like Austin and McMahon type of uh, I would think that would be Vince's idea. Vince would have booked yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> SP3, what you got going on on the True Heel Heat YouTube channel this week? 
Uh, check out our True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We just did a, a preview for WWE Night of Champions as well with Rob Wilkins of Fightful. Uh, we got the Flash It podcast coming up on Saturday. We got plenty of previews for all the shows tomorrow. We're doing one for NXT Battleground on Friday. We got one for AEW Double or Nothing. Got the watch-alongs, got the reviews. Check it all out, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And thank you to Baby Yui for joining us and finally being able to share the screen with you, good brother appreciate you thank yeah, you man like you. just to go behind the scenes here our our scheduled guest today whom we really hope we get back on here soon got called into work today about two hours before we were set to go on the air and i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta find somebody i've sent it out like 19 messages and Huey was one of the ones that answered he's like yeah sure i can do it i'm like thank jesus oh <laughs> Plug your shit, Huey. What you got going on? Well, no, thank you guys for having me on. Like, like I said, I am a big fan of you guys. I do watch you every single week. I love how you you treat this wrestling podcast very much like a, a sports talk radio show. Just the big talking points. You guys have such great chemistry, and uh, um, no, I, I love everything you guys do. And um, so for me, yeah, if you want to subscribe to my podcast in the click that's kliq uh we have youtube page of course you can subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast at uh very much like rick you can see all my wrestlemania interviews there on my youtube page uh and all my other interviews as well let's see i had a sit down interview with with chris jericho when revolution aew was in town uh, a couple months ago so that that interviews there it was fun hanging out with i like to say my celebrity best friend chris jericho uh but all my interviews are up there as well and yeah please subscribe follow us on social at in the click uh, if you want to follow me at baby Huey official facebook twitter instagram at baby Huey 83 and thank you guys i hope to do this again very soon Yes, absolutely. You are now in the rotation for sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter, guys, at Rick Uccino. For those listening on the podcast channel, that is spelled U-C-C-H-I-N-O. He is at True Heel SP3. That is no E in the word true. And uh, yeah, we will be back this week. Nailing down final details, but we will have an AEW double or nothing prediction show coming up this week. So just uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit thumbs up on this video. Again, appreciate the support. And uh, I'll make an announcement here uh, hopefully tomorrow uh, on when you can uh, expect the um, AEW double or nothing uh, preview show on the channel later this week. Until then, thank you guys so much. This has been a very special edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.